This is a devotional recording for the day of the Annunciation, which is observed traditionally. The Annunciation is March 25th, but because it landed on the same day as Palm Sunday, it gets transferred to today, March 26th. And so today, this is a devotional recording, a service of matins, kind of, of for uh, the day of the Annunciation as well. It's Monday of Holy Week. I begin with this recording uh, the angel Gabriel from heaven came, sang by the King's College in Cambridge. Begin with the order of Matins as it is printed in the Lutheran Service Book Hymnal. Uh, you can. F- so, we begin. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, 
is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ, Lamb of our salvation. Christ became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Oh, come, let us worship him. The psalm that will be chanted this morning is Psalm 36, verses 5 through 10. Your steadfast love, your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. Oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you. And your righteousness to the upright of heart. Christ became obedient to death even death on our cross. Oh, come, let us worship him. Sing hymn 434, Lamb of God, pure and holy. Lamb of God, pure and holy, who won the cross did suffer ever patient and lowly thyself to scorn did suffer all sins thou borest for us sad despair
cross did suffer, patient belowly thyself to scorn did suffer all sins thou borest for us else had despairing o'er us thy peace be with us Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. A reading from Luke, the first chapter, which is the gospel lesson for the Annunciation of our Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel for Holy Monday is taken from Matthew, the 26th and 27th chapter, where it writes, When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast lest there be an uproar among the people. Now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask, a very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? 
for she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment he sought an opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will, go, I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? 
Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed. My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hand of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then? Should the scriptures be fulfilled, that it must be so. At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as a robber against, as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him, and fled. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. And Peter was following him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus, that they might put him to death. But they found none. Though many false witnesses came forward, at last two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, tell us, if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit on his face and struck him, and some slapped him, saying, 
prophesy to us, you Christ, who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him. And she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus a Nazareth. And again he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then again, he began, then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate the governor. Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back this thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, what is that to us? See it to yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed and he went and hanged himself. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field as a burial for strangers. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, 
Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there, and over his head they put the charge against him which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the, the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocking him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lemme sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up, his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, 
This was the Son of God. There were also many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who, was, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered, to be, ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own t new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a gravestone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there sitting out opposite the tomb. Next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said, while he was still alive, After three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to him, You have a guard of soldiers. Go make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. This is the passion of our Lord. But he would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. The blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. The blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. So today, you heard two gospel lessons. And I'm not going to give a lengthy sermon, just a very quick little talk, I guess. So today is March 26th. Yesterday was March 25th. And which was is a significant date in the history of the world. And I mean specifically that date, March 25th. Many cultures of the world, throughout the history of the world, have actually regarded March 25th to be New Year's. And the reason they did this was because there was a belief amongst many cultures, including the Jewish religion, many Jews during the histories of the world, that the first day of creation was March 25th. 
Well, some point in the, I think it was the second or third century, people began to try to figure out when exactly Jesus was crucified. Now, there was a lot of different theories and a lot of different ideas as to when it happened. Some, the, the date that we've come up with historically, the most likely date, is being April 3rd of 33 AD. But there was a time in the church that they believed it was March 25th was the date of the crucifixion. They thought, and I think part of that was kind of a wishful thinking, that the crucifixion would be on the same date as the hypothesized first day of, of creation. From Genesis 1, you know, chapter 1, verse, you know, verses 1 through 3. In that, that is what the theory is. That that is when March 20, when the crucifixion was, the first day of creation, March 25th. Well, there's also a legend amongst the early church, amongst um, Jews of the time, that a great prophet died on the same date in which they were conceived. And so the belief that was held that Jesus, being crucified on March 25th, was also um, conceived on March 25th. And so that is why March 25th is set aside as the date of the Annunciation, the date that it was announced to Mary that she was pregnant with the Savior of the world, pregnant with Jesus. And if you add nine months to that, you end up on December 25th, which is why Christmas is the date that it is, because of the date, the theorized dating of the crucifixion. Well, and if, by the way, if you're in the Eastern Church, they, they are on the Julian calendar. We're on the Gregorian in the Western Church. In the Eastern Church, they're on the Julian calendar. And under the Julian calendar, um, they believe that the crucifixion was on, they pick, they have April 6th is the crucifixion, and therefore... Um, Christmas is uh, January 6th into the 7th. So that's why they have a different um, Christmas than we did. And it's also because they're on a different calendar, that's also why they have a different Easter date many years. Well, anyways, see, I bring that up simply to point out that the, there is a connection between the crucifixion and the Annunciation. And even a connection to Palm Sunday, which was yesterday. Um, if you'd like to hear a sermon that connected the crucifixion and the Annunciation and Palm Sunday, I preached it yesterday. Uh, you can look it up online. I have recorded that. So I'm not going to go too much into that. Just kind of giving you a little background history as to the connection. So with it being also Annunciation... Um, I believe it is appropriate, and by, I should know it before I go on. A little bit ago, you heard the bells tolling. Um, that goes from a tradition, which I don't know the origin of it, but there was a tradition in many churches that whenever a person died, you would toll the bells of the church for every year that they were alive. So, for example, if a person was alive, died at the age of 97 they would go into the church and they told the bell 97 times well there are many churches that have taken the tradition that on palm sunday 
or throughout Holy Week, that they would toll the bells 33 times for the approximated number of years that Jesus was alive um, prior to his crucifixion. So that is the reason why you just, you didn't actually hear it told 33 times there a little bit ago. That was only, that was actually quite a bit less than 33 times. But uh, you heard a tolling of the bell kind of echoing that same tradition. So uh, with that in mind, we continue, like I said, we are on. Uh, the Annunciation of the Lord, I feel it is very appropriate to do a version of the Magnificat, um, which is a song of Mary that she sang shortly after, um, after she visited Elizabeth while she was still pregnant with Jesus. So um, I sing the, I'm going to chant the one that is taken from Lutheran Service Book, page 248. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Oh, he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from this day, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things to me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him, from generation to generation, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. And the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in the remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Our Father who 
of your Son, Jesus Christ, by the message of the angel to the Virgin Mary, so by the message of his cross and passion, bring us to the glory of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, grant that in the midst of our failures and weaknesses, we may be restored through the passion and intercession of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin and neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The Lord bless you this Monday of Holy Week, and I pray a continued blessed Holy Week. Uh, tomorrow I will do another recording for Tuesday of Holy Week. I'll do another one on Wednesday, but I will not do one for uh, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. I will only post my sermon for Good Friday. Otherwise, nothing for those two days, because I hope you go to church on those two days and get your devotional life there. So with that, I leave you in Jesus' name. Amen.